0: It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. Welcome to the brand new year of 5776. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
1: i I mean, I oh, I mean, I mean, Rosico, oh i me oh i oh They got it.
2: Stumpagola, sure old uh, man, Cody, old uh, man, old uh, man, old uh,
3: man, bizman bizman bizman, bizman, bizman bizman, bizman, bizman,
4: against the shore, and the question still comes back to me: How could this occur? I look above to.
0: JM in the A.M., a song that it seems that everybody I come in contact with is talking about. Yeravna yeah, is a brand-new single done by Eitan Cats in honor of the uh, brand-new year, and uh, it is quite a song. It is quite a song. He is one amazing composer. Uh, before that, before the Eitan Cat selection, you heard the um, Hashem Melech selection from the Masifta of Waterbury. It's also a brand-new album. Just came out. Arye Kunstler had both Modaani and Mikolos. Benny Friedman's Mishemamim, the Micha Mocha medley, off of that uh, Chaim Benet holiday album. Mordechai Ben David's Fair off of Vehol Mamimim, done for the Yom Naraim for the High Holidays. Barosh Hashana, welcome back Yom Tov. Zachreinu Zachreinu done by Jonathan Scheinfeld. Mayor Sherman's Monday morning theme song, which we did on a Wednesday, since the week for us begins now. I know we had J.M. Sunday with Matis Erev Yontif. But in terms of the weekday J.M. and the A.M., our uh, week begins now. So that's Masach HaShem. And from Regish, of course, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning, J.M. and the A.M., welcome to a brand new year. What do you think? Hopefully so far so good for everybody. I hope it was a wonderful Rosh Hashanah, a great Yonta for everybody in all communities around the world. And welcome to a J.M. and the A.M. Wednesday on this 16th of September, day three in the month of Tishrei, the brand new year, 5776. Today is Tsom Gedalia. Today is a fast day. The fast of Gedalia. A week from today, an even more serious fast day. The most serious. Yom Kippur begins this coming Tuesday night. It'll be Tuesday night and Wednesday. We'll be off the air next week on Wednesday for the big holiday. And uh, we wish everybody a very very successful, uh, initial part of 5776 as we get ready for the big holiday next week and then on to the, uh, holiday of Sukkis. Lots of great excitement during this month of Tishrei, I must say. And we will be here with you every step of the way, unless of course it is a Yuntif holiday. JM and the AM with, uh, what do we have outside? I hear it is supposed to be warm weather this week again. That's the rumor, at least. Right now in Jersey City, 70 degrees, 70% humidity, winds northeast at 3 miles per hour, and it looks like sunshine all through the day. Sunny today with a high of 87, clear skies tonight, 66. Sunny for Thursday again, high tomorrow, 87 degrees. Not bad, huh? So we're at 70 here in Jersey City in Yerushalayim where uh, people are getting ready for a brand new day. A, well, actually I shouldn't say that. <laughs> they're in the middle of Tzom Day. They're in the middle of a brand new day. <laughs> the first uh, weekday of 5776. Uh <laughs> they're at 92 degrees in Yerushalayim with a little bit of light rain, believe it or not. Uh coming down as well. Uh you're listening to JM in the AM news from Israel's is coming up. We'll do our Galitzal Israel Army Radio news in just a moment here at JM in the AM. Uh, we have um, a couple of wonderful guests coming on between now and 9 a.m. We have incredible uh, material on our stream all day long at jmnam.org. So make sure to be tuned in. We love checking out the comments on the NSN app. If you have New Year's greetings or any other type of comment you want to post on the NSN app for Android and iPhone, please go ahead and do so. We love that. We love announcing those on the air. It's always a lot of fun. And uh, we'll be here until 9 o'clock doing that and many other things. As we start the brand new year here at jm and AM, Special shout out to our friends at the New Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island. Uh Rabbi Siegel and the uh, entire, and uh, President Hecht and the entire congregation welcomed us again. I believe it's 32 years that I have the pleasure of being the uh, leader of these services. And... um it was just, uh, it was just a wonderful experience. I thank them for it. New Springville Jewish Center, Shana Tovah, to you. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world in the web, jmdm.org. Galitzah on the background, news from Israel coming up next, and then plenty more as we uh, continue on this. Tsom Gedalia, I hope your fast is going fast so far, and that you're doing well. Someone told me to fast in this area ends at 7.50. Does that make sense? 7.50 tonight? Under 13 hours to go. <laughs> as I recollect my youth. <laughs> And some of the things we used to always say then. Galay Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast
5: for Wednesdays next. Boker Tov from January.
6: time, <laughs> ומציבת טנקים ברוסים על אדמת סוריה יצא נתניהו למוסקבה וידון עם פוטין באיומים על ישראל כתוצאה ממהלכים אלה ומזליגת נשק קטלני לחיזבאללה ולארגוני טרור אחרים. (imitation)
5: محمد ألان ניצار הבוקר שוע מידל לאחר ששחורה מבית חולים ברזילאי באשקלון. המשטרה אצראותו לאחר שיצא מהמאצאר המינרלי נקוד חודש בשל שיפור
1: I'm going to tell you about the people are i
5: כתבנו יארא שפירה מזכירה שצב המעצר המנהלי הראשון נגד אלן בוטל באופן זמני באופן בעקבות נזק מוחי שנגרם לו בשל שביטת הרעב שלו דוקטור חזי לוי מנהל בית החולים ברזילי באשקלון שם אושפז אלן אמר לגלץ מצבו השתפר והוא כשיר להיות מחוץ לבית החולים יש למה שרופו עבר, אבל דברים שאינם מפריעים בצפקוד המיידי. לשמחתי המקצועי, דברים השתפרו מקומו ככל חולה כעת, יכול להיות מחוץ מבית החולים,
6: וכך נהגנו.
5: נמשך טרור האבנים. מוקדם יותר היום יהודו אבנים לעבר רכב ישראלי בביתה רילית. איש נפגע, אך נזק נגרם לרכב. בבוקר הודיה ראש הממשלה נתניהו על שינוי בהוראות הפתיחה באש בעקבות האסלמה באזור ירושלים, ועל הכוונה לקבוע עונשי מינימום למידי אבנים ולמשליחי בקבוקי תבהרה. הופסקה תנועת הרכבות המרכזית בין אוסטריה לבין גרמניה, כתבתנו נועם דהן.
7: ברלין הורתה לעצור את קו הרכבת מאיר זלצבורג לגרמניה לשני הכיוונים. סיבת ההשבטה הרשמית לא הוצרה, אך השבוע גרמניה החמירה את ביקורת הגבולות בעקבות משבר הפליטים, דבר שגרם לביטולים מודחיות בתנועת הרכבות.
5: בצלנו רצף תקלות היום ברכבת ישראל. כתבנו נתי亚 נavi מדביח. שוטרים ומחבלים כבר רכבת בין הודא שרון לньתיבות קוצאל בשלב גם במסילה. הרכבות קולות בשני הקבונים בין התחנות הודא שרון ל tel מרכז ובין ברכבת לסדרה הבוקר חזית מזג האוויר ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. סיום לראשונה מאז הקמת הפנימיה הצבאית בחיפה, מספר התלמידות החדשות בה עומד אל כ-20 אחוזים. כתבנו קובי מנדל. 16 חניכות החלו דרכן כשוחררות יחד עם עוד 56 חניכים, לאחר שהן נבחרו מתוך כ-700 מעומדים. מפקד הפנימיה הצבאית בחיפה, סגן הלוף, ליאור גרוס מסר לנו, כי החניכות נבחרו לאחר שהן עמדו בדרישות הקבלה. זו השנה 9 ברציפות, במתקבלות חניכות לפנימייה הצבאית בחיפה. אלה החדשות שעורכת תליה חזקלי. (laughs)
1: I did it right, I the it right, I did it right, I did it I Won't this The <laughs> city bis sich heute es gesagt.
4: se for sei noob the first the
0: J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, all. That's the uh, incredible work of A.B. Rottenberg and company, Shia Menloitz, and uh, the amazing Leva Nefesh. Volume 2 with Reshes Fasenu. Before that, Volume 1 with Uwe Shofer Gadol here at J. Oh, maybe they're both on Volume 2. Uh, Wednesday morning broadcast on this Tzom Gedalia. I hope the start to 5776 has been great for you and everybody out there around the world as the... Brand new year has begun. It's our first JM in the AM broadcast of 5776. 69 degrees outside with sunshine. High temperature of 87. Tonight, clear skies, low 66. Tomorrow, sunshine, high temperature, 87 degrees. You shall I'm at 90 with some rain. We're at 69 degrees here in uh, Jersey City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Special guests coming up, including a, a discussion that we're going to have with uh, Mr. Maury Lollicht about the brand new um Children's Hospital at Shari Tzedek Hospital in Jerusalem. That's coming up this hour right here. If you keep it here at JM and the AM, he'll be joining us uh, coming up. And um, in addition to that, Russell Robinson of JNF is going to be stopping by here this morning talking about their uh, upcoming conference and some of the things happening there. Very exciting morning here on 8 Gedalia, our very first program of 5776. Also, keep in mind that we have a um, remarkable lineup all day long on our stream at jmnam.org, including today in the um, segment we call Buy the Book with our friends from Coran Publishing. Uh, there's a brand-new uh, Toby Press book called The Secret of Chabad, and the author is my guest coming up at 9.30 this morning right here at jmnam.org. I highly, highly recommend it. More details coming up. This is JM JM in the AM. <laughs> in the AM. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Ari Goldwag with uh, No Nodal shimcha. Before that, Benny Friedman and Bum Bum. A.B. Rottenberg and company on Levanefish Nefesh with those incredible uh, selections for the Yomim Narayim for the High Holidays. Thanks for joining us. It's a JM in the AM uh, Wednesday morning on this Tzom Gedalia. That's right. Today is a fast day. It is Tzom Gedalia, believe it or not. And um We thank you for tuning in and being part of this great radio broadcast. Seeing if we can find... I don't know why we can't find our uh, morning chizuk for this morning. (laughs) Seems like it's gotten... uh... Oh, here it is. I see what happened. I think it uh, sort of got lost for a moment there uh, in cyberspace. Anyway, we have it now, thank God, and we're ready to roll. Um, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonish Basarav Zebner, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Esther Basar, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizok.
2: Good morning. Repentance, prayer and charity, revoke the evil decree. Hagoin Rav Chaim Chrysworth notes that the simonim are printed in the machsar. Above the words tshuva, Tvila and tzedakah are the words tsom, fasting, koil, voice, Tvila, and mamon, money. Why do we need to have this additional simon? We know that soim is fasting, an integral component of tshuva, tefillah. Isn't it possible to have tefillah without coil, without a voice? The Gemara and Brochus teaches us that one could pray even with hearer, contemplation. And is stoka only given with money? How about the maizah the benevolent deeds that a person carries out? Reb Chaim expands on these simonim and explains their deeper meaning. True, Tsoim he explains, is the act of abstention. Just as when a person fasts, he is holding himself back from eating and drinking. So, too, in our daily life, we should refrain from extra luxuries. The koil refers to the daily speech of a person, not only to the actual recitation of the tefillas. One should be careful with spoken language to ensure that it's pure and proper. We are commanded in the Torah to keep away from all forms of inappropriate speech, Lashon Hara, Rechilas, and Nevol profanity. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai once commented that if he had been at Harsinai at the time of Matan Torah, he would have asked Hashem to create each individual with two mouths, one to use for holy matters and one for mundane use. Mamun refers to our livelihood. We are cautioned to ensure that our Parnaso money is unsoiled, free of any shalos of theft or wrongdoing. These measures are necessary elements in order to achieve Tshuva Shalema. Someone once came crying to Rebosher of Stalin in a state of great despair. He said, I have committed many serious transgressions and according to what it is written in the books, I have already lost my share in Olam Chuva Tshuva will not help. Why should I do Tshuva now? I give up. The Rebbe replied, Hurry up and do tshuva. Don't be concerned with your own calculations or whether you count on going to Olam Abba or not. It says in Perki Avos, Achas Better is one hour of repentance and good deeds in this world than the entire life of the world to come. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser
0: bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in the AM Wednesday. I hope your fast is going well. hope it's going fast on this very first Jam in the AM day of 5776 on this Gedalia morning. 70 degrees, sunshine, a high of 87. Yerushalayim right now at 92 with a little bit of rain. We're going to be speaking about one of the most amazing places in Yerushalayim. Shari Tzedek Medical Center welcomed the first patients to the Wilf Children's Hospital back in May of 2015, just a couple of months back. And with us uh, via telephone is the National Board President for the American Committee for Shari Tzedek, Mr. Murray Lawlich. Mr. Lawlich, a pleasure to welcome you to JM and the AM, and a happy, healthy, and sweet New Year to you.
8: Thank you, Malcolm, and the same to you and all of your listeners. May we have a blessed year, a wonderful year.
0: Amen, I appreciate that. Before we talk about the Children's Hospital, which is such an amazing development and something I'm sure you're extremely proud of, Why not give our audience just a little bit of an overview of just how prominent Shari Tzedek continues to be, just how prominent it has become on the medical scene in the state of Israel?
8: Well, Shari Tzedek operates on many, many levels. First of all, it is uh, a terrific hospital. Uh, It's the largest hospital in Jerusalem, the largest single hospital. Uh, As a result of its recent uh, merger with Bikur Ho, it became even larger. Uh, And it is particularly uh, well-known for its uh, maternity uh, operations, (laughs) uh, which include many uh, additional uh, services, particularly the neonatal intensive care unit, uh, the largest in Israel with uh, 70 uh, respiratory units that are called giraffes. Uh, And it it is a leading research hospital. Uh, They recently completed a study uh, on the need for all Ashkenazi women to be tested for the, uh, for the BRCA gene, uh, whether or not there's any history of, of, cancer within the family. Uh, and the opening of the new, uh, Jack and the Git Nagel, uh, children's pavilion as part of our new building, part of the new Wilf building, uh, is another, uh, wonderful development. Uh, the hospital has, is 112 years old. As I say, it's the largest, uh, in Jerusalem. It was based on, and built 112 years ago, based on two, principles. First of all, that it is governed by halakha, uh, as defined by the uh, chief rabbi of the city of Jerusalem. And second, uh, that there should be absolutely no discrimination uh, wow. based on uh, religion, race, uh, I guess to some in sex, but uh, basically no discrimination uh, so that we treat uh, simultaneously uh, Arabs, Christians, Jews, our staff. Of doctors, nurses, everyone down the line is similarly composed of uh, people of all religions who, in this little corner of the world, you know, put aside all of the strife and the terror, uh, and they work to save lives. Which yeah, what uh, it was all about.
0: And the last time we spoke about Shari Tzedek on the air, I believe it was um, when we were speaking about the rescue mission that they led from Israel to help those who were involved. In uh, the most recent earthquake, and that's just, as, as you just described, that's just part of the entire mission, and it's part of the, the effort to try to help anybody everywhere, if possible, even if it's outside of Israel. Yes. Which is pretty well, remarkable. Our work
8: is concentrated, obviously, serving yeah. the people of Jerusalem <laughs> and those who right. visit
0: Jerusalem. Right, no question about that. At what point, and again, you've described the growth, and we hear just how amazing, you know, the last 100 plus years have been. At what point, does the medical staff, I assume it starts with them, come to people like you and say we need or it's time for a separate children's hospital?
8: Well, uh, we are pretty close to a uh, separate children's hospital by having several floors in, in our new building devoted to children. Uh, but, you know, children are just an outgrowth of what we have uh, from maternity, uh, for simple cases, complicated cases, uh, shower ecstatic. Uh, has 22,000 births last year wow. uh, out of 180,000 births in Israel. So it's well over 10% of, of the total births. Uh, and you need other facilities. I mean, all things have, uh, can happen during a pregnancy. Uh, so you need a major hospital uh, to serve the mothers uh, as well as to serve uh, the children. Uh, so I don't think there's really a movement to totally separate right. uh, the children's hospital. Uh, so far, we uh, we have adequate space, and uh, under our brilliant director general, Professor Jonathan Halevi, I mean, he's, he's plans for the future. Right. And, uh, we will be able to accommodate uh, future growth.
0: Yeah, I wasn't suggesting it to be completely separate physically, but in terms of its own facilities, so to speak. You know, at some point, I believe uh, they felt it was necessary. Is, is there is there something that we as um, as regular people would detect if we walked into the hospital, is the, the fact that it's a you know, separate unit and treated differently because it's a children's unit, is that something that's only obvious to the medical personnel? Or even uh, even outsiders would see just how beneficial it is to have a separate children's unit?
8: I think that anybody can, who, who visits it can see how beneficial it is. Uh, if you walked in, uh, besides seeing the most modern equipment, if you had a chance to talk to some of the doctors and nurses, besides seeing their skills, uh, you would see a lot of other things. Uh, in case a child has to have an extended stay, mm. and many children do, uh, we have classrooms and libraries where they can keep up with their work and school. Uh, you'll see clowns walking around, medical clowns, <laughs> walking around trying to make your children happier. Uh, you'll see uh, animals for animal therapy, Uh and above all, you will see a very clean hospital uh, with the latest equipment, with a lot of uh, individual rooms. Uh, in fact, the hospital in general is moving towards having all private rooms on uh, the theory that that's uh, medically uh, better for the patients, even though it has a very, very liberal, and I know from my own experience, a very, very liberal visitor's policy uh, where they welcome family members uh, even to intensive care units. Uh, but I think if you walk around the hospital, you see the diversity of people who are there. Uh, and as I say, you can you can see Arab doctors treating uh, Haredi Jews and vice versa. Is there,
0: pr- uh, is there a precedent for that? I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is there a precedent for a hospital with only private rooms?
8: Uh, I believe from what Jonathan has told me, that not in Israel. This will be the first hospital with only private rooms. Wow. Uh, but the theory is, you know, if, if you have to share a room, so the other patient may have a serious illness. All right. Uh, the visiting hours may be different. The people that are visiting them, the amount of noise, uh, the amount of germs. So uh, that's really our goal. All right.
0: And for children and in the hospital.
8: new building will, will uh, help us get there.
0: All right. And for children in the hospital, obviously, to have a parent be able to sleep over and be more comfortable in an environment like that obviously makes a world of difference. Anybody who's been in that situation knows that. Yes, uh, Murray Loriluk is with us. He is the um, he is the uh, national president, American Committee for Shiretse. Talking about the brand new children's hospital, has the official dedication ceremony taken place yet?
8: The uh, it has for the uh, for the Nagel Family Pavilion, uh, and there are various uh, uh, other units that have been uh, dedicated. Uh, we have a, uh, uh, a breast cancer. Uh, center that uh, is now operational, uh, which, again, combines all kinds of disciplines that are necessary in the treatment of of breast cancer from oncologists, uh, hematologists, surgeons, psychologists, uh, I mean, a wide variety of specialists uh, housed in the breast cancer center uh, so that uh, the patients can get complete treatment without having to be moved from unit to unit. Hmm. I don't recall whether that's been dedicated or just that it's open, <laughs> uh, but that. That is certainly
0: there. Yeah, I bring that up because, and and you make the point just by rattling off some names because the and it's not to be taken lightly, uh, the dedication that people have to making sure the hospital continues to grow. But but there's so many families. I mean, we mentioned that uh, you know it's called the Wolf Children's Hospital, but as you pointed out, there's so many families really around the world and many from the United States who've gone ahead and done something to make sure that at least you know one of the departments is named for their family. And I guess that's a good way of uh, of presenting. To to our audience the fact that it really takes a group effort. It takes a real community effort to get something like this built.
8: Well, uh, yes, and, you know, we have many other departments. There's the Glaubach uh, uh, Pavilion for uh, Emergency Children's Care. Right. Uh, where we're now building ambulance bays, so it will be a separate entrance uh, for the ambulances to be able to go directly into the uh, pediatric ward. Uh, and the basic thing, you know, thanks to Professor Al leadership, uh the, opera, the hospital itself operates on a break-even basis. The money that is donated, and uh, last year it was well over $20 million uh, from the American committee, uh, that money is used to buy equipment uh, and to help build the buildings, right. to for capital purposes. Uh, the hospital by itself is, is self-sufficient from the operational point of view, and that's pretty rare in Israel. Uh, many other hospitals, obviously not a lot, but many other hospitals, uh, have financial difficulty in terms of even meeting their operations. Uh, we we're able to really donate money so that we can have these various uh, pavilions, uh, you know, named for people. We're gonna we are working very uh, heavily on a, on a new emergency department that will be underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the, the uh, you know the scope of terrorism, uh, given uh, uh, Jerusalem even had, a, had an earthquake. So given what is going on there uh, the new emergency wards will be downstairs below ground and that's who is being dedicated by uh, by the Matlow family unfortunately Jack Matloff, uh passed away uh, very recently but that's that was his wife's work he was a, a cardiac surgeon at uh, Cedar Sinai in Los Angeles and he made his life effort uh, you know helping Shari Zeek
0: is there a um... With all the technology and as fast moving as the world of medicine is, uh, do people like Dr. Alevi uh, fear that it's sometimes difficult to keep up, that it's sometimes hard to create a state of the art unit and then, God forbid, it be obsolete, you know, right around the corner?
8: Uh, I think, as I said, Professor Alevi really is a very, very farsighted uh, individual, and he knows his medicine uh, from A to Z. Uh he's a marvelous doctor. In fact he was the head of the internal medicine department uh in the effort in Nepal. Uh right. and he went there and he came back and said, What a marvelous experience it was. Right. Uh you know, through our research and through uh you know the capabilities of our doctors, uh we are keeping up with uh, whatever new developments there are in medicine and, and in, in many cases we're leading it and certainly within the state of Israel, uh we are a leading source of, of new technologies. Uh, we also have a wonderful partnership with uh, uh, the USA uh, Aid Department, uh, which also helps us buy some of the latest uh, equipment. And, uh, you know, we think we're doing very well, but obviously uh, we're, not, uh, we're far from overconfident. We always have to be concerned uh, that we do keep up, and, and, uh, and so far we've done it.
0: For how, how long ago did you start your association
8: with the hospital? uh I actually started it uh going on a mission that's why I'm a I'm a great believer in missions uh in 2008 uh we went to South Africa uh and there were a couple of rainy days in Cape Town so uh we got to visit the uh uh the hospital there where the first transplants uh, were performed and we got to learn a lot about what's going on in the hospital and that's where I really fell in love with it based on those two principles uh, that I talked about halakha and no discrimination all right. uh, plus the capability that I saw of Professor Aly and the other people from the hospital who were there, uh, including our executive director of the American Committee, uh, Rachel Wolf, uh, very talented, very dedicated uh, people, and we have a wonderful organization um, and uh, you know, as I say we we are committed to helping uh, the hospital. Uh, meet its capital needs and its equipment needs.
0: Murray Lawless is with us. He is National Board President of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek. With 10% of Israel's births, is there ever a shortage of space in the maternity ward?
8: Uh, there was. <laughs> uh, and it's a question of how much uh, crowning you do. Uh, and Let me also mention another very important figure in the, in the life of uh, Shari Tzedek, and that's sure. Menno Rasker,
9: right.
8: uh, who's been associated with uh, with the hospital. Uh, for more than 50 years. And he was also one of the people that we met in Africa. Uh, And again, it was just very impressive to see his dedication and what uh, he's been able to accomplish in 50 short years.
0: A lot of good people out there, huh? Uh,
8: Thank God, yes, we are blessed. Uh, And it's a pleasure really to visit, and I I encourage people uh, when they are in in Erechal Line, you know, they should take a visit, uh, and, 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 visit the hospital. If you call their, uh, uh, Uri Schwartz from their public relations department, he will be happy to arrange, uh, a visit for you, a tour for you. Uh, we're conveniently located on one of the stops of the light railroad, uh, uh opposite Mount, uh, uh, Mount Herzl. And, uh, it's a marvelous place to visit and to really, you know, feel uh, comfortable knowing the kind of treatment that uh, the hospital is providing. We have a marvelous, uh, cardiology and, 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 uh, uh cardiothoraxic uh, surgery department, uh, which was one of the leaders in performing, uh, transcatheter aortic valve replacements. Uh, and we have, uh, the largest, uh, Nico. I mean, to see these little babies yep. who weigh under two pounds. Yep. And you think, how are they ever going to live? And then you go out and you see the pictures of these kids who have been treated previously and how they have weddings and bar mitzvahs.
0: Yep. Right? It is remarkable, that's for sure. As the father of three preemies, I can tell you that experience Uh is something, and it really is uh, incredible what they do over there. When's the next time you're visiting the Wilf Children's Hospital?
8: I, I hope oversook
0: us. Oh, very nice. Yes. Our yeah, our best, that's reg- our hope, our best regards, everybody. There, greatly appreciate you joining us this morning. And Mazal tov, This has obviously been in reference to 2015 and 5775. Obviously, a banner year for Shari Tzedek, and we wish you the best of luck with everybody involved uh, in the year ahead.
8: Thank you very much, and a good year.
0: Murray Lawlicht is the uh, national board president for the American Committee for Shari Tzedek. As you heard, the Wolf Children's Hospital—and there's a million developments as he just described to us—but the Wolf Children's Hospital, one of the uh, one of the um, jewels in the crown, especially uh, in this past year, of uh, five seven seven five, opened in May. Uh, some of the areas, some of the sections, already dedicated. And uh, over Sukkot, uh, both Mr. Lolith and his family, and I bet a lot of other people will be visiting to see the Cedar progress that they're making there at I said I Greatly appreciate him joining us this morning, 11 minutes before 8 o'clock. It is a Wednesday. some Gedalia morning at JM in the AM. Jam in the A.M. with Shal Jr., volume number two. And that's Shmak of course, words we say during Slichus all the way uh, through Erev Yom Kippur. Actually, three Yom Kippur, I should say, right, <laughs> Three Yom Kippur itself. Eighth day with Celebrate off of Inner Flame. Jam in the A.M. at two minutes before eight o'clock on this Wednesday. It's Tzom Gedalia. Today is a fast day. Hope your fast is going fast. Next Wednesday is also a fast day. In fact, a much more important one, we call it Yom Kippur. will be off the air next Wednesday. Otherwise, we're here all through next week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, I want to thank everybody for their New Year's wishes and wish everybody out there a very happy, healthy, and sweet New Year as we get things started here with JM and the AM in the brand new year of 5776. Make sure you use us every single morning to get to work, to get to school, to start your day, or if it's the middle of your day, wherever you are. Thanks for spending time with us on jmdm.org or with the NSN app. It's much appreciated. Um, oh, Someone said time is of the essence for this birthday wish, but it's not till next week, so I guess we're okay. I guess we're okay with that. Not as serious a situation as I thought. I want to thank those who are commenting on the NSN app. We are having trouble with our Rockland County station. I apologize for that. We are having trouble with the Rockland County station. If you know people up in Rockland County, suggest they listen on their phone because we are having trouble up there right now with reception. Uh, A.B. Rottenberg, according to one of our listeners on the app, released a book. Are you planning to interview him about it? Yes. In fact, I read the book, The First Day Rosh Hashanah. Uh, very interesting book, A.B. Rottenberg. A very interesting book. And I do plan on interviewing him before Yom Kipper. I hope we'll be able to set that up. And fit it into the schedule because he is a very interesting man, and in this case, a very interesting author. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting live in the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. round the world on the web, J M the the dot O R G.
1: Hashem
10: i shall
1: not
0: that, uh, like I said, we're getting very used to between now and Yom Kippur, and that's, of course, Shema nuleif The sings that here to open up the 8 o'clock hour on a Wednesday at JM in the AM. Well, many of you have seen the brand-new Nachum Siegel Network schedule, and proudly on Wednesdays, starting after the uh, holiday of Sukkot, we're going to be uh, presenting a program, which I'm going to have the honor of hosting, uh, called Branching Out, brought to you by the JNF, the Jewish National Fund. Jewish National Fund gives old generations of Jews a unique voice in building a prosperous future for the land of Israel and its people. And our friend Russell Robinson, in 1998, became the CEO of JNF, of the Jewish National Fund. And um, it has been in existence for over 100 years, doing amazing work. And so many people in this area, in the United States, I would say even specifically in the New York, New Jersey area, have had JNF in their hearts for a long long time. Russell Robinson, Shana Tava. Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year to you, and thank you for joining us here at JM in the AM.
11: Now, Shana Tava to you and all of your uh, listeners, and thank you for having us and, and being part of our program, Branching Out.
0: I appreciate that, and we're really looking forward to it. We love when we get an opportunity to inform people about Israel, and obviously because of what you've done, we'll be able to do that, and it's much appreciated. Why is it? Why is it that so many people in this area uh, have felt such a connection through JNF to 6,000 miles away for so many decades? How would you evaluate it, Russell Robinson?
11: Well, Nahum, I think that you have to take methodologies that turned into great ideologies. Uh, uh for instance the blue box. Everybody talks about that blue pushka. But it was a methodology. It was a fundraising uh, uh program. It was a group of people that in nineteen oh one had to come up with a way to collect money. Literally major gifts. You took pennies and coins that were food that was part of your everyday existence and you were putting them into a box to uh, repurchase the land of Israel for the Jewish people everywhere. Well, that methodology became a great ideology, and today still hundreds of thousands of blue boxes a year are distributed to schools and allowing children to have that uh, real living connection with uh, the land and the people of Israel. The tree certificate, uh, everybody remembers either uh, putting a, a leaf on their tree certificate or buying a tree certificate for those that have passed or a SIM card that has been in their life. You, you know, that I was I, I, know,
0: I know you thought I was crazy. I know you thought I was crazy. And Miriam L. Wallach, when I asked her three years ago to do this, I think she thought I was nuts. But when we launched the Nachum Single Network, I basically said, we can't do it unless someone plants trees in its honor. And you, of course, showed up. It was one of the highlights of my career, as I told you. I don't know what it and then By the way, and I appreciate appreciate you just offered me condolences before this conversation. My mother passes away. I said to myself, I bet you at some point in an envelope somebody will send a certificate in her memory. And, of course, I have it in a very safe and secure place at this point. I, I, I can't explain it. Maybe, maybe you just did a good job at explaining it, frankly.
11: Well, I think that, you know, that that methodology becomes an ideology because people wanted to connect. Um, and when you want to connect, you know, it would, take, take a tree. You plant a tree in, in memory of your mother, Nachem. Uh, that tree is, is planted in the land of Israel. It's growing. Children are playing under it. What's a better way to allow that memory of a loved one, but also the connection to the land and to the people of Israel. And that's why we call it branching out as part of our new program, right. because everybody knows us for the blue box in the tree, but branching out it's that we are so much more, and and we're so happy to be on the Nuckham Segal Show to tell that message to make sure that our message of branching out gets out to the widest audience possible.
0: Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's interesting. When I think of branching out, two things come to mind, and I'm sure already you know exactly where I'm heading with this because I've discussed this with you so many times. Um, the efforts that you have made in the Negev and the, the way you've joined the Chalutzim, the way you've joined the pioneers, right? This great, you know, long-time established Jewish organization teaming up with a group of youngsters who want nothing more than to build the land physically and you giving them that opportunity. That, to me, is one of the most amazing developments of the last few years. And those efforts continue, if I'm not mistaken.
11: Well, they continue. They're stronger than ever, and your uh, listenership is really the listenership that understands it best. 21st century Zionism is alive and it's well. Yeah. I know that on April, uh, I think October 26th, you're going to be having uh, Yehuda HaResh. Uh, right. who Yehuda comes from the community of Halutsa, so the community that 10 years ago, the people of uh, the Gaza were evacuated, and They could have gone anywhere. They were offered money for their land. They could have gone to Tel Aviv. They could have started a new life anywhere, anywhere in the world. But what did they do? They took a piece of land that no one had tilled the soil before. And today, go see what Jewish National Fund and the people from the Gaza evacuation and the growth of new community people that are moving there have done. See carrots that are planted in sand that nothing had ever grown for thousands of years. Go and see seed production and new parks. And today we're building a new medical center because for a mother to have to go for prenatal care two and a half hours... To go get a checkup? That's not fair. And that's why Jewish National Fund answers that call. We branched out. We're involved in so many things. New communities throughout the Negev, growth of old communities, communities. not come that you know, were established in the 1950s and left behind. Jewish National Fund will not leave them behind.
0: What city is that going to officially be in the medical center?
11: Well, so it's, it's three of the communities in the Chalutza communities, and Bnei Nitzarim is one of those communities, mm-hmm. and that's going to be all together, close to almost twenty five thirty thousand 30,000 people that are going to be utilizing that new medical center in the Chalutza communities. It's the second one that we have built. The first one was in the Arava, a community of almost uh, 4,000 people that if your child broke their arm, you drove two and a half hours to Beersheba, to go wait in an emergency room at Soroka Hospital. Not fair, not a way to grow a country, not a way the Jewish National Fund branching out doesn't touch every part of Israeli's life.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Russell Robinson is with us, CEO of the Jewish National Fund. The other area, of course, when I think of branching out over the last uh, decades... Is in the area of water, and I, I mu- and you know whether it's water development, water purification, uh, water innovation, whatever whatever term you want to use, it seems you're always at the forefront of it. Uh, I read and see on TV these interviews with Hollywood stars who, to their credit, are trying their best with different water projects to you know to quench the thirst of different African countries and communities, and of course it's a noble effort, and in many cases it works. But sometimes I'd say to myself, haven't you guys solved all this already? Like, you know, all the efforts that they're making, haven't you gone ahead and, you know, established the answer to all these questions at this point?
11: Well, I think that uh, the word "solve" is, is, is a victory bell, but not a complete victory bell. But Jewish National Fund, let me give you a quick statistic. Fourteen years ago, there was a sign at the Kinneret, the Sea of Galilee, all the way up north. It said, no um, diving.
9: Right.
11: To be able to touch the water... From that sign, you had to walk two football fields. (laughs) Israel was in a catastrophe. Farmland being dug up every single day day we were at a chance to losing everything about our zionist ideals and our dreams that we had we had even even thought about that never could have happened in a dry parched land we were growing our own food we were providing substance for our people and all of that was drying up today israel reuses 80 percent of its water the country next to it Spain at 17%. Israel makes the world a better place. Israel's showing the world how to take care of its water. And I know that in October you're having Seth Siegel, who just wrote a book called Let There Be Water. It right. just came out. You can go on Amazon or one of the, the, uh, uh, places to buy it. Let There Be Water by Seth Siegel. And he is elevating The, uh, uh, water issue to a national, international agenda. And this Jewish National Fund is doing a series of these workshops throughout places like California, where we're going to bring the Israeli know-how technology, the Jewish, the Jewish idea of making the world a better place. We're bringing it across the country, showing states that Israel has rung the bell of winning the water situation, victory's not there. We still have 30% of farmland that we have to provide water for, but, whoa, from that 15 years ago when you walked two football fields to knowing that Israel is now providing solutions for water around the world... Read the book, Let There Be Water by Seth Siegel, listen to him on your show, and you will learn that Israel truly leads the world.
0: And when there are requests from uh, foreign countries, meaning countries outside of Israel, for the expertise, for the advice, uh, to help with these, you know, countries that are simply parched at this point, is Israel, is the JNF able to, you know, to help them in any way?
11: Uh, not only are we able to help. But I'm going to tell you a story. I just came back from Milan, Italy. Uh, uh, the, the Milan, Italy held the World Expo. It's held every six years in countries around the world, and this one was about food and water. There was, I don't know, 75 countries. Countries? Nah, I couldn't even know there were countries. <laughs> from China, United States, the biggest one across the 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 way was Iran. Who had a line for two and a half to three hours at their pavilion? The Israel Pavilion, that had part of the Jewish National Fund and the Karen Kayyem in Israel putting together a pavilion on how Israel has come up with water solutions solving food problems from throughout the world. You saw people in burqas, you saw Sikhs, Christians, people from all over the world lined up for two and a half hours at the Israel Pavilion, a country that for all its reasons could come up with an excuse that it doesn't have to participate in helping the world, has people lined up to learn how Israel Solutions can help their part of their world. And I didn't
0: realize it until I just looked it up as you're saying his name, Seth M. Siegel, and it's S-I-E-G-E-L, folks, SethMSiegel.com, not only has information about the book, and as you heard Russell say, we'll speak to him next month, but in addition to that, uh, he's got a bunch of articles, one that reads, From Africa to China, How Israel Helps Quench the Developing World's Thirst. And there's a whole bunch of other material there that people could look up and see how water has made the news.
11: It's unbelievable, really, that, uh, again, when you talk about branching out, uh, here was a country, 1948, this drop of rain, Nakam, falls on the same piece of land. The soil is the same soil. But when you can look from a satellite or from an astronaut to look down onto that earth and see the green belt of Israel, that's the Jewish National Fund experience. That's the Jewish experience. That's the difference that we do. We spend our time building life.
0: Pretty amazing. Are there going to be more water summits down the road?
11: There's going to be water summits in almost every state around the country. Oh, We're wow. going to be putting them on. Come to jnf.org. Uh, um, and you can find right on our, 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 our uh, head of our website, uh, front page of our website, all the water summits are going to be held from Texas to California, uh, in New York, all across. And we're having so many people, governors and, and mayors and, and city council members and state representatives asking us, please come and uh, bring the Israel technology to our state, to our city. We're in need.
0: Russell Robinson is with us. The national conference for the Jewish National Fund will happen in Chicago, and uh, that's going to happen uh, in October, October the 23rd through the 26th at the Fairmont Chicago and Millennium Park. Uh, again, that's a national conference which will attract uh, not only Ambassador Michael Oren uh, with JNF's highest honor, the Shalom Peace Award. He'll be honored at that at, at that event. You'll also hear from keynote speaker Ambassador Ron Prosur, permanent representative of the State of Israel to the UN. For now. Uh, we know that transition's about to take place. What happens at the national conference? Is this something that, I don't know, you know, regular people in our audience might be interested in?
11: Uh a hundred percent. We're gonna have well over you know, a thousand people coming to our national conference every year. This year it's in Chicago. We move it from community to community. Go to JNF.org and you can sign up for our national conference. We just now uh Sippy Livney is also gonna be a speaker uh on on uh on Friday now. Um and uh we're gonna have Seth Siegel's gonna be there uh presenting uh information about his book. This is an opportunity to really learn. We're going to have over 250 college students around the country, over 200 high school students from the Chicago area. And that's above and beyond the over a thousand people that we're bringing to our conference from around the United States to allow us the opportunity to spread our message to our leadership, to people who want to know about it. Information that sometimes gets lost, you know, in branching out. We're involved in Aliyah, Aliyah with Nefesh Menefesh, right. uh, bringing North Americans to Israel to the North and to the South. It's our opportunity to, to, at our conference, to bring that message and what we do with that. It brings our message of, of course, for a station, our historical sites, our work with disabilities. I know you're going to have Daron Al Mog and, right. uh, on, on, uh, on from Alei Negev, but Ali Negev is one of many works that we do for people with disabilities that we do not leave one human life behind in Israel. You know that we d- provide that information from the north to the south.
0: You know, Daron joined us for the show we did from Stay Road and it was an amazing conversation. Was yes,
11: I, I have it, and it's on our side as well. And Nachum, again, you can tell your listeners, it's in, here is an inspiration, a man, again, yeah. a hero, yep. uh, a person who who experienced his own tragedy with his brother, his own uh, issues with his son, who was born, who never was able to say Abba or Ima. But and his son passed away, and he could have said, "Diieniano, you know I did my bit." But instead, he's involved every single day in Ale Negev and people working with people with disabilities in Israel because it's a mission that he says his son still speaks out to him. And so you have that opportunity, I know, in November to hear Daron Al-Mogan that message.
0: Yeah, pretty amazing. Jewish National Fund National Conference happens in Chicago, begins in October the 23rd. You can go to jnf.org for information. You can call the toll-free number at 855-356-0224, 855 224 as we said branching out is going to start after Sukkot with us here at the Nahum Siegel network you have an opportunity to hear a whole bunch of amazing people and we were on that flight by the way i'm sure you know this we were on that flight uh, the most recent um, a chartered aliyah flight with Ben Benefish it must be an incredible feeling to add that to your repertoire to be on yet another winning team
11: Absolutely. And, you know, this is a story that has to be told. You know, over 44,000 North Americans have made Aliyah to Israel. These are people who are changing the entire demographics and changing the entire way of Israel. Uh, you have people who are members of Michael Oren, right. uh, a North American made Aliyah, who you said is being honored at our conference. Right. But you get to come and see how they're moving to places like Carmiel and Beersheba. And it's not places where we put Quote, the immigrants who have nowhere else to go, these are North Americans with, you know, masters and PhDs and families, and they're helping to build the periphery, the frontier of Israel. And for that, you know, you get to be part of something special, people that are coming to Israel not to save it, but because they love it. And to be participating in that as a Jewish National Fund family member is something very, very special.
0: want to point out to everybody, the book is called Let There Be Water, Israel Solution for a Water-Starved World. Seth M. Siegel, S-I-E-G-E-L, is the author, as Russell Robinson mentioned. And when you go to that website, SethMSiegel.com, you have a chance to actually win a trip to Israel just by purchasing the book. All the information is there. you want to check that out. What about missions? Is the mission calendar from JNF filled for 5776?
11: Uh, all you have to do is go on org and go on our trips. We have trips going every single month, um, sometimes two or three a month, from culinary missions to a uh, uh, generic kind of a mission that goes in the fall and the spring, so it's a catch for opportunity to people who wanted to see all of Israel in a whole different light. I know that a lot of people in your in your listenership go to Israel often, so we offer a Wednesday departure every week out of our Jerusalem office, and you can go online, and it's $50.00 and it gets you lunch and see the northern nega for a day and if you if you think you know israel take that one-day tour on Wednesday, our, our weekly departure, and I'm telling you, Nakam, your people will come back and call you and tell you, I saw in Israel I never knew existed. Oh,
0: that's a great idea. People should keep that in mind. And I, I wanted to join you for the uh, JNF sports tour of Israel. Any very exotic ones coming up in the next few months? That, well, in the
11: sports <laughs> one, we're coming up uh, probably in the next uh, uh, two to three months, we're going to be announcing a baseball trip to Israel. You're because, serious? You know, we're involved in baseball in, uh, baseball Baseball in Israel, and and it's uh, partly because of our operations with with Nefesh Benefesh and our working in the frontier, uh, building uh, new parks and and recreation sites and new communities. So for those interested in baseball, we're going to have it, and uh, you can come and hit a home run with the Jewish National Fund. So this
0: is even without the existence of the IBL. There's still a baseball trip from JNF.
11: And not only is there still a baseball trip, you know, there's thousands of people paying, playing baseball. We've already built new parks in Israel. You can see a, a real building of that entire. Uh, sports in Israel, and, and it's fascinating. Uh, my favorite quick story was I went to one of our parks that we built up in the north. There was uh, practice going on. One of them was a Yemenite family was eating uh, you know, out, and they're watching their kids play, and I said, do you know what's going on? And they said, not a clue. I said, well, why are you here? They said, well, it's a great sport. We get to eat all of our dinner, and uh, we don't have to watch every second like soccer. So they're even loving it there. It's a great family-oriented uh, opportunity. Movie.
0: pretty amazing i love that russell robinson ceo of the jnf go to jnf.org for all the information about everything we've spoken about and branching out we'll begin next month and we'll uh, yeah right next month or after sukkot and we'll of course give you more information as we get closer always a pleasure speaking to you. a happy healthy and sweet new year to you
11: Sweet New Year to you, and I'll just throw out one more. Sure, our eight hundred number for planting trees. It's a time for New Year's. Oh yes, and uh, uh, you know uh, you have uh, through Sukkot and Simchas Torah. Any joy, any Simcha, as well as obviously in in memory of one eight hundred five four two eight seven. Three three one eight hundred five four two eight seven three three, 800 And uh, again, Nachum, thank you, and I look forward to being part of branching out starting in October.
0: Greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Russell Robinson, no limit on the trees, by the way. He has told me off the air. <laughs> you can buy as many as you want. It's amazing, I'm telling you. <laughs> People think I'm nuts, but for some reason it touches the heart when you get that certificate. One eight hundred five four two eight seven three three is the number. Twenty four minutes after eight o'clock. Shem Gedalia, morning. A very happy, healthy, and sweet five seven seven six to everybody from all of us here at JM in the AM.
12: And every time. the memories are gone. The world.
0: amazing, those Maccabees. They certainly are. Love that song. Book of Good Life. I think I've told the Maccabees more than once that I would argue. I'd have to say argue because (laughs) it wouldn't be fair to just declare it, but I would argue that that may be their best video. The Book of Good Life video. JM and the AM before that, 6.13 with Starting Over, just released for Rosh Hashanah 5776. Udi Davidi with Hayom Harat Olam, Alicia Friedman and Company, the the Waterbury Rosh Hashanah uh, CD. With Hayom. And the Shlomo Katz, Hashanah off of the CD entitled Yismach Moshe. Really nice tune. Great material as we uh, start the brand new year. It's Tzom Gedalia morning here at JM and the AM. I want to thank everybody who's utilizing our program to get their morning and their year started. Thank you, thank you. We're here the rest of this week. Next week will be a little bit disjointed. We'll be off the air Wednesday for Yom Kippur. Hope your fast is going fast so far, and thanks for joining us here at JMNAM. If you can't hear us clearly somewhere, make sure to tune into the NSN app on your iPhone or Android. It's a great opportunity to hear us loudly and clearly around the world. 70 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 87. Lots going on in our stream all day long at JMNAM.org. Don't forget, the author of The Secret of Chabad is my guest at 9.30 this morning. The author of The Secret of Chabad is my guest 45 minutes from now on our stream at jmnam.org. I thought it's an amazing conversation, so you'll let me know what you think. Tune in 9.30 this morning for that. Yes, he's Y, Gay Z Report Live Lunch. There's no 9 at 9 during these weeks because Yantav is Tuesday night for the next four weeks, but um, but he will be doing a, a Wednesday Z-Report Live Lunch coming up at 11 a.m. this morning Eastern Time on our stream at jmtheam.org and on the NSN app. So make sure to be tuned in for that. And tomorrow, of course, is Thursday, which means a great day of programming for us. Uh, I mean, every day is great, but Thursday, I don't know, it's got this special element to it that makes it even greater. So make sure you're tuned in uh, here at jmtheam and jmtheam.org. From Welcome Back Yom Tov, one of the Rosh Hashanah medleys at JM in the A.M.,
1: The first time i the Fine, yakily, a fairy. He began living in the chasu, he yelled at you. Ah, then a yakily a fine, yakily,
0: with the uh, Rosh Hashanah medley off of Welcome Back, Yom Tov. First jam in the AM of 5776, and I thank you for tuning in. Prime Minister Netanyahu is traveling to Moscow next week to meet Russian President Putin and discuss Russia's recent troop deployments in Syria. According to the Prime Minister's office, they announced this today. It will be the first visit by Netanyahu to Moscow since November of 2013. According to his office, he'll speak to Putin about the threats Israel is facing from the transfer of state-of-the-art weaponry to Syria, and the danger that some of this weaponry will find its way into the hands of Hezbollah and other terrorist organizations. The visit will come a week before Netanyahu is scheduled to be in New York for the U.N. General Assembly meeting in over a month before an expected meeting with U.S. President Obama in Washington in early November. The trip also comes fast on the heels of his recent trips to London, And Rome, Moscow has come under increased international pressure to explain its moves in Syria, where the Kremlin has been supporting Syrian President Assad in the four-and-a-half-year war. Monday, two U.S. officials said Russia had positioned about a half-dozen tanks and an airfield at the center of a military buildup in Syria, and that the intentions of Moscow's latest deployment of heavy equipment were unclear. Western officials on a Russian source said last week that Russia was sending an advanced anti-aircraft missile system to Syria in support of Assad. The Western officials said the SA-22 system would be operated by Russian troops. A U.S. official who confirmed it said the system may be part of a Russian effort to bolster defenses at an airfield near Latakia, an Assad stronghold. That's the latest from the Jerusalem Post. Prime Minister off to Moscow for a meeting next week with Vladimir Putin. Uh don't forget great programming on our stream all day long at jmdayam.org and on the NSN app. Yes, he's why at eleven o'clock with the Z Report Live Lunch. It's a brand new live program. I speak with the um author of The Secret of Chabad coming up at nine thirty Eastern time, just thirty minutes from now. I believe it was a fascinating conversation. So make sure to tune in nine thirty this morning Eastern Time to JMDAM.org and the NSN app. Achim HaKem, Machem. brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners to WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, O.R.G. Wraps up a Wednesday Tzom Gedalia. Fast will end uh, in this area sometime before 8 p.m. tonight. A fast fast to everybody and an easy fast to everybody. And tomorrow we are back. We'll start at uh, 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. Short week is right. Tomorrow's already Thursday, believe it or not. Uh, keep it at jamnam.org and on the NSN app all through the day and enjoy our wonderful programming. Uh, till tomorrow, Nachum Seguro reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.